Oh, welcome to the July podcast for the CSF website. We're going to highlight the latest papers uploaded to our website. All content discussed is available in more detailed slide format at cytokinesignaling.com. This is our free resource website. Now for July, three papers were added to the website. I'd like to highlight two of these in this podcast. First paper reports the findings of the first head-to-head -head trial, it's called oral strategy, of a JAK inhibitor with or without methotrexate versus a TNF inhibitor plus methotrexate in patients with rheumatoid arthritis. And the lead author in this study is Professor Roy Fleischmann. And this is a 52-week study, methotrexate inadequate respond to patients with rheumatoid arthritis, randomized one-to-one-to-one -to, -one -to, -one to receive tofacitinib 5 milligrams monotherapy twice daily, tofacitinib 5 milligrams plus methotrexate, or adalimumab 40 milligrams plus methotrexate. And the adalimumab in that arm is given every other week. Methotrexate is always given on a weekly basis. The primary endpoint was the ACR50 response rate at six months, comparing across the groups. Now, the primary endpoint was achieved in 38% of tofacitinib monotherapy patients, 46% of tofacitinib plus methotrexate patients, and 44% of adalimumab plus methotrexate patients. This response was maintained in all groups through month 12. And a similar trend was also seen for the ACR20 and ACR70 response levels. Low disease activity and clinical remission rates were similar between combination arms and were higher than for tofacitinib monotherapy. Now, although more patients developed serious adverse events in the tofacitinib groups, discontinuations due to adverse events were higher in the adalimumab plus methotrexate group at 10%, uh, reflecting the either tofacitinib group 6% for monotherapy and 7% for the combo tofa methotrexate group. And there weren't any new or unexpected safety issues for any of the groups. So how do we conclude? Uh, well, tofacitinib plus methotrexate uh, demonstrates non-inferiority to adalimumab plus methotrexate. Uh, interestingly, non-inferiority was not shown for tofacitinib monotherapy versus tofacitinib plus methotrexate or versus adalimumab plus methotrexate. And the study provides evidence that as proposed uh, in, in the updated EULA recommendations, adding either a biologic DMARD or a targeted synthetic DMARD can be considered as treatment options in patients with rheumatoid with an inadequate response to methotrexate. So it's a helpful and useful study in this respect. As ever, we would like to have more data addressing this rather important question. Now, the second paper I'd like to highlight this month looks at the results of two phase 2a trials exploring the efficacy, safety, pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics of fulgotinib, a selective JAK1 inhibitor after short-term treatment of rheumatoid arthritis. And the lead author here is Frederic Van Wood. Now, study one is a proof of concept study which included 127 patients randomized to placebo fulgotinib 100 milligrams twice daily or fulgotinib 200 milligrams once daily. Study two was a dose ranging study and included 91 patients randomized to placebo or fulgotinib 30 milligrams, fulgotinib 75 milligrams, fulgotinib 150 milligrams or fulgotinib 300 milligrams each given once daily. 
So the key results, Phil Gottenheim showed greater ACR20 response at week four, the primary endpoint, compared with placebo. And this was statistically significant in study one, but not in study two. After four weeks, Fulgotinib demonstrated a dose-dependent effect in circulating biomarkers with generally reduced levels reflecting the increasing dose. Conclusions from this study, well, in methotrexate inadequate responders, patients with rheumatoid arthritis can respond to the highly selective JAK1 inhibitor Fulgotinib. And at least in one of the studies, met the primary endpoint of ACR20 at four weeks with statistical significance. The observed efficacy and safety of Fulgotinib provides evidence that selective JAK1 inhibition may be a future pathway uh, to treat rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, the third paper for review uh, is, examines the insights into pathogenetic understanding offered by the successes and failures of RA immune interventions. The paper was developed by myself in collaboration with Professor Georg Schett and is published in The Lancet very recently. And finally, don't forget that all the materials are available in the publications section of the cytokinesignaling.com website. And let me finally just highlight for you uh, availability on our website of our new CME course, Bringing Cytokine Signaling to Clinical Practice. These are highlights from EULAR 2017. Now, this course reviews the latest clinical data relating to cytokine signaling from EULAR in 2017, and it, it, it takes a, a discussion-based format, which we hope you'll find interesting and refreshing. It's very different, and it has a focus on how the key data from EULAR 2017 may impact clinical practice. Well, thank you as ever for your attention to this podcast. I hope you found it useful, and I commend you back to the Cytokine Signaling website. Thanks very much.